Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Think I might have lost it somewhere. Think I might have put it down and unpicked it back up. Duh. Mm, hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five, five sketch, sketch ideas. ideas. I, I noticed we've dropped do, dropped a try. It used to be we try and come up with five sketch ideas, but here, episode 63, Alistair said no. <laughs> well, not, there is no trying. The thing further. is, well, we, we still are trying, but the thing is that we won't release an episode unless at least five have been come up with. So we are trying. That is, you know, within it. But yeah. also that you're not going to see it unless unless there are five sketch ideas, at least. Right. Because we can't fail. Much in the same way that, that in the in the universe, people go, well, well, why? Like, like much like that, that there couldn't be a universe to see unless we were here to witness it. Indeed. Yeah. Right. So, like in a tree falling in a forest, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, if 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 there wasn't a universe, yeah, you probably wouldn't have heard the podcast they made about it. That's right. I think I see what you're trying to say. Yeah. Do you like philosophizing, <laughs> Alistair? You know me. Yeah. I love to ponder. Absolutely. I ruminate. Is I've been known to give things a damn good thinking over. Yeah. But really, I love. I would love more than to philosophize. I would love to be considered to be a philosopher. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's that's something that I I would like as well. Uh, but it's not something that I've taken any steps towards. Well, I, I think I like the philosophical lifestyle, like living in a barrel. <laughs> yes. Is that Diogenes? Yeah, Dion? yeah. Was he also blind and carried a lamp, or was that someone else? The one who lived like a dog. Is it that one? Yeah, that guy. That's the lifestyle I'm talking about. <laughs> I want to be a dog. Or is it sort of the, the, the like Socrates lifestyle of just kind of loose clothes and you get to walk around and just kind of question people? Question people and then eventually poison yourself to death. Did he poison himself? Yeah, he said, give the hemlock to Socrates. So he asked for the... It was a weird way of putting it, obviously. Uh, give me the hemlock, <laughs> please. Could, it, could he have been speaking about another Socrates? <laughs> You think it was a big misunderstanding? Wow, I don't know. I always thought that they punished him, but of course I've not read anything about it, but I thought that they put him to death. Do you think there were two for, Socrates? For corrupting the young. Um, yeah, well, he, yeah, hang on. Was he put to death, or was he sentenced? Look, either way, I'm pretty sure he drank it himself. Like, he, 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 he said, come on, give it over. Surely under peer pressure. Yeah, yeah. It, it was immense. Yeah. You know, everybody was doing it. He was the first, though, and yeah. then no one else did it after that. Yeah. But it could have really caught on. It's another one of those things that could be highly addictive if it didn't kill you so much. Yeah, Hemlock. Is yeah. it still around? Uh, hemlock? Yeah. I think Hemlock's... I think it's big. Do you think it's... This is probably like... This sounds like a kind of report that there would, there would be like maybe on a Vice uh, channel. It'd be somebody, some, some cool guy would go and investigate 
you... Hemlock, and you'd find out that Hemlock is actually way more popular than it's ever been. Wow. But you think it's this just kind of ancient <laughs> thing that people aren't using anymore. But actually, Hemlock is huge at the moment. Like, for people killing themselves, or as a way to get a buzz, or what if we found out that, like, you know, a Hemlock is actually... You know, you can do all sorts of things with it. You can get the fibers out of it and make a weave. It's very, uh, yeah, it's very good for uh, tenderizing meat. Yeah, and it's just this 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 uh, publicity campaign. Yeah. Uh, by I don't know arsenic. Yeah. Whatever. Big. The government was in the pocket of big arsenic. Absolutely. And yeah. they made uh, hemlock look bad. That's right. And hemlock is basically has all the same properties that like bicarb soda does. It's good at eliminating smells. It, you can use it to sort of clean bathrooms and windows without you know, you know, you know the... dangerous chemicals. Obviously, hemlock is a dangerous <laughs> chemical. But without other dangerous without chemicals. Without other dangerous yeah. chemicals. Yeah, the it hem... reduces the number of dangerous chemicals that to... you need to use down to just one to... extremely dangerous <laughs> chemical. <laughs> you know, one of the th- problems about processed foods is you look at the back of you know the, that uh, that list of all those ingredients there mm. and all those numbers and emulsifiers and flavors and that sort of yeah. thing and you don't you don't know what any of the, them are they could be uh, anything exactly all these additives so how much reassuring would it be if you just looked at the ingredients list and it was just hemlock that's right <laughs> you, see, you know what you're dealing you, with at least you know it's bad for yeah. you and then you can just go ahead and make a choice whether or not to eat it exactly you're informed yeah okay and that is what the basis of the economy is it's all about rational informed consumers deciding whether or not they want mm-hmm. their chicken chips mm-hmm. flavored with a a poisonous plant. And if there, in the end, there ends up being a big problem with people continuing to take it despite the fact that they know that hemlock is in it and they're killing themselves and things like that, <laughs> then maybe after a while we'll, we'll, we'll petition the government to put the price up. Yes. To, to, to dissuade people from taking the hemlock. What about we'll... a, some sort of a star system, okay? So that all mm-hmm. labels have to have like a, you know, one to five stars on the front to okay, tell so you not whether like... or not they will kill you. Right, or but could, cont- whether they contain hemlock instead of the the star system being in a line, could it be like in the shape of Orion? Or I guess yeah. Orion already is a okay. Could it be in the in the big in the Big Dipper? The Big Dipper. It could be five stars, but it's like you know, why is it always a straight line? I, okay, is there a sketch somehow in 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 want, you know people people who are who are concerned about not knowing what is in food yeah. and the fact that some of this stuff could be dangerous. Yep. It's much more reassuring to know exactly what is in the food and for that thing to definitely be dangerous. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and and it, you're basically selling it. But you could also sell it with these other things. Like there's so many dangerous chemicals in cleaning products because it's a multi-purpose thing. Right. That hemlock has had such a bad rap because of Socrates taking it as a poison to get to be killed because it was used as a poison to kill people for so long. Yes. Right? Uh, and that's the only reason why it's got a bad rap. But it's got all these other great... Uh, uses. Is there is there also a gem- For, uh, pesticide? <laughs> uh, he was a bit of a bloody pest, wasn't he? That Socrates. <laughs> yes. From his, from their point of view, uh, that that was it was a pesticide. They called in the. Uh, what about this as a sketch? Right, it's it's kind of like a a, a rat catcher, right? Yeah. For but for like philosophers. Right, if you've got a whole lot of them around the house and they're kind of lolling around the place, mm-hmm. sort of questioning you in the kitchen, yeah, uh, you know, um, what would you uh, use abstaining to... from thought in the bathroom? Oh yeah, uh, uh, ascetics. They're they, they're becoming yeah. ascetics in there. They're rejecting all of the feelings in their body, all the urges. Yeah, you got a bunch of stoics all yeah. 
living in the eaves. It's the worst. It just feels exactly really, like a really, Monty Python. They're sketch. really up there making the most of it. <laughs> was that the Stoics or was that the uh, Epicureans? Mm. I think they would have made the most of living in the eaves oh. or the attic. They would have said, "Look, this isn't great, but it'll do." That's right. Yeah. And I have memories of good times with friends. What more could a man need? Than a memory slowly fading away over mm. time. Slowly yeah. changing as I misremember it and re-imprint the memory on there. Anyway. What it's else could a man need? <laughs> I guess, you know, as long as you can be... Uh, you just need a place to, like, stretch your legs at least. You can't be too cramped. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you're right. I think Epicurus, mm. when he was formulating his, his, his theory of sort of, you know, freedom from want, yeah, um, he... He, he probably had a little caveat in there, a little asterisk. So, but also, I'd rather I'd just like to be able to stretch out. Like, what? How would he have yeah. felt about economy class on a on a, you know, a domestic flight? Or how would he have felt about you know, somebody like, reclining a seat in front of him? Or you know, you know, you know when you go to, like see a live show and it's in a hall or something like that, and everybody's just sitting on the floor, and then you realize after a while, sitting on a floor is hugely uncomfortable. Awful. Yeah, and so you're like constantly shifting positions, and you're. Like the the meat of your ass is kind of just being pushed away from the bone part, and like, then it's just bone on <laughs> cement, you know. And and you, and then your back problems, and then you're laying down in public. That's that's not because becoming. you've got nothing to lose. You're you like, got, I get it. Well, beyond the, the 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 amount of pain is so much higher than the the than the social cost uh, of being seen of being horizontally seen horizontal in a public place. You know? I think. Sort of the angle of your body mm. could also be sort of mapped as like a relationship, as, a, as like a graph to your uh, your lot in life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in public and you're yeah. you're horizontal, yeah, uh, that's obviously zero degrees to the horizontal. So yeah. your lot in life is low, and yeah. then as you approach the vertical, yeah, you're 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 more and more successful. Until you're sure. leaning forward, and those are the most successful. The most people successful the people are actually <laughs> lying, are face actually down. face down in the ground. <laughs> people who have so much confidence that they are they. I, I picture them still walking forward, yeah. just scraping their face <laughs> along the pavement like that. Unless unless they're laying down on a skateboard, right, and pretending to be a snake, and then. Are they are they still the highest group in society? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who because if you're on your back, you got nothing going on. Yeah, right? you're laying yeah, on your back, true. you got nothing going on. But if you're laying on your front on a skateboard, hissing pushing. and pushing your way through crowds, you've got something going on. Yeah, you're like this guy has confidence. He's going somewhere. He's, uh, you know, he's. I guess there must be something where he's going to. I, yeah. Look, I don't know if that's necessary. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to work out how we can, how we can apply this because I, I, I like, I like the first ninety degrees, and yeah. I like where we end up, yeah. but I'm having trouble with the angles in between because it's very difficult to rationalize why somebody would be sort of leaning backwards at, you know, uh, seventy degrees to of, the vertical. Well, uh, maybe sort of the. Most of the most of the angles, let's say between ninety and zero. Yeah. Anything in between there is just anybody in a trust exercise. <laughs> so those are people who are doing currently doing 
Tony Robbins sort of conferences sure, and things like sure, that. Sure. And they're still learning how to become successful right. and get to that point where they can stand right. upright, believe in themselves and yes. head yes. head to the other place. But then but then once you you've reached that vertigo, you realise that's actually not the top because the Well, firstly, it takes a lot more trust to fall face forward, right? Because yeah. you know there's no one standing there. <laughs> 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 you know, you know what? the yeah. people who fall backwards, I think they're cowards. Absolutely, yeah, right? because because you know that out of social pressure, other people will catch you. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Right, but <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but falling forward. This is a terrible argument. Yeah. I think I think there's 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 something in a a a, a not very confident um, like a success coach like a Tony Robbins guy mm-hmm. who does the trust exercises but gets people to fall forward. Jeez, falling backwards. That's crazy. Those people might not be there. No, fall forwards. Yeah. Obviously. Trust so the you people can that, that you can see. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't blindly <laughs> trust <laughs> people. Strangers who have... The only thing you've got in common is that you're you, all losers and bought tickets to enough this. to pay 600 bucks <laughs> for a four-hour... You know, conference at Jeff Shed. Yeah, Jeff. That should be his name, Jeff Shed. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> but also, yeah, falling forward. Look, I, I think that there's definitely some a sketch in this. Yeah, even I, if I, it's just a person who is like, it's an elder giving advice to a younger man. Yeah, yeah. That a lot, you know, it's like, what are you doing on the ground, Mike? Get up, like that. Like you know, it's maybe it's just a a young, a, you know, maybe it's just a young kid. You know, because young kids, you know, they they'll lay down in the supermarket they, or whatever, have a, have a bit of a tanty. Yeah, often like face forwards though, which undermines us. But no, no, no. I would say, well, in this case, he'll be laying on his on his back. Perfect, good edit. You see, because that way we 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 that way we avoid having contradictions within the thing. Right? <laughs> I mean, we could just like give up on our original idea and flip it all around, so it's the people who are laying face down on the ground <laughs> who are doing who are the, the worst. Who are doing the worst, right? Well, or or we could have both people on their back and on their front that are doing pretty badly. Yeah, but yeah. but but it's it's really nice to have that so that the ang- we go past the vertical. Yeah, that's true. Because right? and and, it, and that probably is true, right? Because people who are lying on their front, they're either they're unconscious, right? They're yeah. drunk. They're passed out, right? You know, and then and then as they they sort of push themselves up, right, towards mm-hmm. the vertical, and that's that's good. They've obviously got enough arm strength to be able to achieve a higher angle, right? And then as they get to the vertical, that's good. That's sort of where society expects you to be. But then you can move past that by like reclining. Oh, of course, reclining is Recl- a sign of absolutely. success. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That that is definitely right? a, it's a luxury. Yeah, and then yeah. to be able to banana just, chairs. Ah. Oh. Yeah, a banana chair. What a Nobody... sign of luxury. I've never seen a loser in a banana <laughs> chair. They don't sell them to them. Uh, and then laying flat on your back is a sign yeah. of you're done. You don't have to do anything anymore. You're either sleeping, which is a sign of making it through the day. <laughs> huge success. success. <laughs> right? Or or some people are carrying you like old style, like a... Like a king on the wall. Carrying you old style like a king. <laughs> you know, like one of those chairs. You look at, you know when it was like you'd have six slaves just carrying yeah, you around? Yeah, but sure. I guess they weren't, people they weren't, weren't really lying, lying down. down. They were sitting. Okay, but then. I, I think it would have been funny the time before that when they were just carrying them around loose. You know, like a that, like when you go the to the supermarket and you buy a single banana and you don't need a bag, right? Yeah. The, the king doesn't, he doesn't have his little chair on the with well, a little just, house. He's just on a guy's shoulders? He's just on a guy's shoulders. Or two guys' around. shoulders? Yeah, just carrying him around. I guess he's just got a skeleton team. He's I, just like, look, 
I'm just gonna go bare bones on this trip. Like he's yeah. going just on a trip, like, like oh, to the, oh, a nearby natural. island. Yeah. Yep. He's like, I don't want to have to bring the whole the whole entourage. I'm just gonna take Mike. Yeah. Right. He's the equivalent of just bringing a backpack. Right. So mm. Mike can sort of have a backpack mm. <laughs> with all his belongings. You know, toothbrush. You know, swimming trunks, a towel, yep. and a change of clothes. Right. And then the king just climbs. And then up. the king climbs up, and then they walk, and then Mike swims across. To the island, like that, and the king just sort of rests, sits on his back as he swims across, like that, and then he, they just spend the weekend there. Yeah, I mean, it it it's definitely less kingly, kingly to just be a bloke on someone's back, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you're, you're looking at it from from modern day standards, where that's I think people do at festivals sure, and things like sure. that. But but back in the day, people weren't as well nourished and things like that, and so you know. Uh, you, you wouldn't be able to, to to have as many people carrying other people on their shoulders. And you couldn't, as a person, you couldn't afford to carry other people on your shoulders because you needed to conserve your energy because, uh, you know, like the the farming hadn't been invented right, yet. Right, right. And, and, and uh, being being able to keep a man well-fed enough to be able to carry you, mm-hmm. a probably quite well-fed king, yeah. on his shoulders is a sign of great wealth. It's a sign of great wealth. Yeah. yeah. So, you know... Back in the day, obviously, being obese was considered a sign of wealth. Mm. But what's even more impressive than being <laughs> obese? Being obese and being able to afford to have a man strong enough to carry you. Well, also, or being able um, to have an obese slave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm doing so well. All of my slaves are incapacitated. <laughs> From obesity. <laughs> From obesity. I mean, you could. That's, a, that's how well I'm doing. This is. I have to get slaves to carry my slaves to carry me. And those slaves aren't doing that well. No, obviously, I'm not doing that well. I mean, our kingdom obviously still has some way to expand. No, no, no. They're not doing that well because they're on the verge of obesity. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Obviously, they're not doing that well. But you know, at some point, I would like to get. You know, I'd like to get another set of slaves. This isn't, There's still room to grow. Eventually. We're sort of, you know, trickle-down economics. I haven't managed to sort of tweak the nozzle for the trickle just yet. It's more kind of like a gush-out <laughs> yeah. of this extreme wealth. At the moment, it's just as a sort of a, an Decadence. aqueduct. It's just, a, you know, water pouring. <laughs> we don't like, have any... We don't have taps. Yeah. There is no There is no flow control. It's just... And if we did, we couldn't use them because they were our beast fingers. <laughs> big... Yeah. Huge pork hands. Pork hands? Pork hands. Pork hands. Which, you know... I don't. Do they have hooves, pigs? They get their claws. Tr- trotters. Trotters. Oh my god! I, I can't get into it. I look. We've got two sketches to write down. Yeah. Great. And, okay. So, <laughs> king. A, bit, a, 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 rich, a rich king who is, 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 is so rich that all his servants are, are incredibly obese. I think. What if like? I mean, could it be even like a a, a kingdom? Could, mm. it, could it could it be a whole kingdom that is so wealthy yeah. that even the the starving people are obese? You know, if, even so, so they're starving, but, but they're obese. Well, maybe they're not starving, but there's still like people who are living homeless on the streets, but they are gorged on food and covered in jewels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm really reaching here, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to see. But it's like a. It's a society like like a society that has universal basic income. Sorry, yeah, we talked about this on the previous or a couple of episodes ago, universal basic income, and then I mentioned the possibility of universal really really high income. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> like every everyone, why why make it basic? 
Yeah. You know, if we've got robots doing everything and driving the entire economy and, and, and money is Yeah, is why not make everybody really rich? Why do we b- have billionaires? To, why does it have to be this subsistence mm, That's right, yeah. Model? Why? Yeah. We're all in private jets constantly. It's great, yeah. Um but 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 for my kingdom idea, yeah. my kingdom idea is too complicated. I think just the king with obese servants, it's it's yeah, it's good. Sure. So, but I mean, it would be good to have that kind of build where it does build from you. You're, you're talking about a guy, a king who's doing so well that he can have a well nourished, uh, you know, like because I think I think that's fun. Those steps, like a king who's doing so well that he can can have a well nourished uh, slave who who is capable of carrying them around yes but then kind of taking that to the next level where the, the you know their slave becomes you know yeah, so yeah. fat and themselves and then yeah and all of uh, yes all, all the things them. that we said them again yeah <laughs> um now also going back to the horizontal i to, don't know about the horizontal like it's <clears throat> i think i think it is i think there's, there's something good there I think, right yeah it's a it's so we were saying that you know, starting from fla- <laughs> face first on the ground, yeah. your angle to the horizontal is a is correlated to your lo- your su- level of success. Yeah. yeah, it's like a gauge. If you were to watch someone from the side, right? Yeah. It's like a a speedometer or a tachometer on a mm. car as it goes. That's right. Yeah. So the first ninety degrees is yeah. is you're heading up to to normal to normal. Yeah, and then the back. <laughs> And then the back ninety is you're getting to you're leaning back because I picture the person who's on their back with their hands behind their head. Yeah, right. Great. And then uh, their ankles are crossed. Maybe their ankles are crossed. Like that a is, picture of contentment. Yeah, they're they're basically as mm-hmm. as content as you can get because they no longer have to strive. The people who are vertical are still striving. Oh, I mean, they can barely even the people who are. Uh, who are horizontal on their face can barely even breathe. Yes. Right? With like unobstructed at least. Um look, I'm gonna just draw a speedometer. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. What about can you just put a little head on head on it and yeah. some little arms maybe? Yeah, like uh, that. And then like this. Like there we go. And then the arms. Yeah, it's like a, a uh it's like a statusometer or you know a a, yeah, yeah a right. lifeometer. That's uh, that'll have to do for the time being. A a, li- a lifeometer. Yeah, I think I think that that's a sketch. I like even if it is just an old man telling. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't know with this theory where the people who are laying front forwards on skateboards pretending to be snakes where <laughs> where they fit in. <laughs> well, maybe they're an addendum. They say, look. Obviously, there obviously, are exceptions. If, you, if there are, if the person that you see face first on the ground. You look a little closer and see some little wheels under them, and yeah. you hear a hissing sound. <laughs> well, that's probably just a man lying down pretending to be a snake. You see, and, and often that do is do not rush to judge do him. Do not rush to judge him. Often that is a thing that 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 that, that comes from sort of eccentric billionaires. Yes, uh, who can who can afford to make choices like that? Identify as snakes. That is not a choice that is available to the very poor or the 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 unsuccessful. I think it's possible that this is the most absurd sketch that has ever been hypothesized. That's great. I like that. That that makes me feel really good. Great. great. Um well, I feel like there were other things that I thought of along the way. I okay, w- I, well there was a thing about <clears throat> a guy running uh success tr- uh, trust exercises and that sort of thing yeah. who who himself it, has trust issues like That's he doesn't right. yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't <laughs> it's like obviously don't fall backwards. That would be well, that would be insane. 
And I guess that what are the other things about like going across hot coals? Like Tony Robbins get people to do that. Yeah, yeah walk yeah. across hot coals. Hot coals. Um, you know, like I said, that my mind goes to like the. Have you ever tried to, you know, walk across that hot bit of bitumen between the beach and your car? Mm-hmm. That's a nightmare. You're not going to go across hot coals. You're not going to tell me the people who walk across that hot, a hot beach or hot bitumen are, are somehow later on getting really successful. Don't. That's that's not the way to, to, to get to success and believing yourself. Maybe that's why so many really um, high-level surfers actually earn so much money. You think so? Yeah. I know, but there's so many people who go to the beach who don't <laughs> earn any money. <laughs> What about the guy who goes onto the beach with the little metal detector and things like that? He's not earning very much money. Yeah. Except for that metal detector. That looks expensive. Yeah, well, I think there's a big big initial investment. It's, 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 a, it's a beautiful approach to earning money, isn't it? The idea of the guy at the beach with a metal detector. He's like, all right, I need some money. Okay, I guess I'll just go and try and find some money. <laughs> like, just... Nobody else has that directed attitude to the problem yeah. of not having any money. I think I remember hearing about a guy who who was like he he just found drugs on the ground. Like, that was his. That was his thing. I think like he would just walk around town. And he goes, "Oh, there's some drugs like that," and he would just find drugs. Like there's enough drugs on the ground just to sustain him. Wow, because they I know that they can um they can detect the amount of cocaine that's being used in a city by like getting it out of the sewers like like you there are oh. detectable levels of cocaine in the sewers of like cities. rich cities cities yeah thank you yeah, yes yeah. cities with cocaine in them yeah that's right, right. but probably every city but almost. as a way to actually you know it's a great way to measure cocaine but as a way to actually get cocaine i imagine it's <laughs> <laughs> so that's the guy <laughs> who's going in the sewers and he's measuring it but he's actually like siphoning it out from yeah. the, from the effluent Effluent. Yeah, um, I do think that that guy with the trust the, the, who does the, yeah. It's like first of all, he's using these trust exercises. He's got trust problems, but mm. he's also using this as a way of distinguishing himself from all the other sort of uh, motivational yeah. speakers and yeah. things like that. Is that don't be a fool about it. Don't be completely you know don't you know don't be so completely blind to totally. to these things. And so he he uses you know he kind of dispels other people's myths. He's like the magician who reveals the magic tricks, you know? He's <laughs> He's like, "No, don't fall backwards. Yeah. Don't walk on hot coals." Yeah. He's like, "If you walk on hot coals, you're a goddamn sheep. And don't walk on too cold coals either. Yeah. <laughs> Room temperature coals only if you can." <laughs> to be honest, avoid coal. Yeah. It's, it's not good. You breathe it in. And you get the dust particles, the lung. particulate matter. You ever met a coal miner? They're, yeah. you know, they're often dead. <laughs> Eventually. They, they walk across room temperature coals all the time. It's terrible for them. <laughs> yeah. They get not only black lung, black foot, if, they, you know, if they're barefoot. Mm, mm, mm. That was one of the worst things I've ever said. <laughs> Blackfoot was a Native American tribe. Really? Yeah. Walk across a lot of coal? Uh, look, I, I don't think so. Maybe, though. Look, to be honest, I, d- I don't know that much about it. I, you know, I did one class, maybe, in year five. We d- I remember writing out different tribes and learning about what they did. And uh, some of them were hunter-gatherers. Others... That's a lifestyle. Yeah, others grow, gr- grew maize. I think there's something in this guy who's just, uh, who's just trying to find money. You know yeah. the guy with the metal detector who who 
who needs money and so decides to try and find some money. Is that not funny to you? Is that not initially <laughs> immediately hilarious, Alistair? Um, look, yeah, there's there's something to it. It's not immediately hilar- hilarious, <sighs> but but uh like I'd I'd like to I'd like to you know meet this guy, right? Cuz he, he in a way he kind of is a modern hunter gatherer, isn't he? Because yeah. he's you know back in the day you would go out and you would search for um grains and and berries and mm. squirrels. But now he's going for... <laughs> well, you know, he understands that times have moved on, right? Yeah. You can't just do that anymore. You need money. A lot of the and berry bushes have been out. sprayed. He's like, that blackberries are yeah. considered a pest now. And now he's out. He's a, he's a modern hunter together. He's like, well, that, you know, I'm not a fool. I'm not going to go out and eat these things. I'm going to go and go out there and get some money. So, so and I, he's a hunt, he hunts yeah. and gathers money. Yeah, but... I think the problem is that I don't see this as enough of a character flaw <laughs> to sort of be hugely fun. Like, obviously, it's a character flaw. <laughs> like, obviously, there's something wrong with this person. Yeah, sure. That they, they they put so much money up front either to rent or buy this metal detector. Right. See, I don't even think that that's an important part of the sketch. No? So, well, I, I'm, I'm more, more, more judging the people who do it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right? So... Uh, it doesn't have to be part of the sketch. This is like I'm just trying to picture. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, so what? What do you picture this guy doing? He's he's out on the beach. Is it just only on the beach, or is he going like in the back of couches? Is he going in sort of uh, you know crawling under sort of cinema chairs? Because then that would involve you know going into the cinema, That's looking true. for change that people have found there. Maybe at sporting events. And Kinda going does into involve... the cinema probably also involves. Um... Paying to buy a ticket, Having so to that's, to he's, he's laying ticket. out more money. You got to spend twenty one dollars, and he yeah. obviously he gets a popcorn and a coke. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't want to seem sus, you know. He don't... Well, it's the cinema experience as well. He can't not, you know. Yeah. Chock top, he just loves them, right? So yeah. already he's spent forty forty five dollars. I know, but... just to get into the cinema, and now he's crawling along on the so, ground, interrupting people's. Maybe as he's saying that, that's what he does. Somebody goes. But had you considered maybe you would find some popcorn on the ground or, you know, some of the empty drinks if you sort of waited till after the movie, there'd be a lot of that kind of stuff left over. They had, That's why they hire people. I don't want it stale. That's disgusting. Yuck. I mean, I'm going to find things, but I've got standards. Yeah. I mean, I crawl, I sift through it, obviously, <laughs> to see if bare anybody, hands. Yeah, I go through it to see if anybody's dropped any money in pe- the old popcorn and yeah. in, the, in their Cokes. And then I lick the money clean, obviously. <laughs> I Does look- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Does he go to op shops trying to go... Like, it's just... I guess all the... all the ATMs? Does he go to ATMs and sort of smash them open and sort of... <laughs> <laughs> I found Rifle some. through... Is that a way that this can escalate? You know, that like eventually we, we see that he's actually just a thief. You know, he just sort of goes through people's pockets and that sort of thing. So Breaks yeah. into houses. 
What does he need money for? Is it just to have money? Yeah, it's just a way of getting money. I think I think I think I've I think there's an arc to this guy, yeah. right? I think okay. that he he we, we, we meet him, he seems like an innocent buffoon who's decided that the best way to get money is by going to the beach and looking for it with his metal detector, right? And then he's at the cinemas, he's crawling along, you know, he can often get good money there. He's spent a whole lot more money to get in there. And then we see him and he's at you know, he's at the swimming pool, right? Yeah. And he's sort of levering open people's lockers and going through their the pockets of their jeans and taking their money. And then he's full on breaking and entering into a house, right? Tying up a family in the living room. Mm. Going through their pockets. Yeah. And he's got a metal detector probably still. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's beating someone with it. It's where's the money? Yeah. Where's the fucking money? Yeah. Oh look, I found some. Yeah. Doot, 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 doot. So he's still only just finding coins. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's not getting any notes. <laughs> where's your coins? I didn't think about that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I've written it down. Thank you. So we can fucking move on. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I like it. I feel like I really wore you down with that one. <laughs> yeah. Look, like I think that it, like. Within it, like he could, he could be, he could be weird enough that yeah. that, that it could be funny, even if it wasn't a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. So even, luckily, even is. within my victory, I yeah. feel the pang of defeat, Alistair. Yeah. Well, you're like you're like Trump. You feel that you you know you fear that your victory was not legitimate. Oh, you know? and why why does he feel that way? I wonder. I don't where, know. Where does that come from? I don't know. No, but I mean, we all fucking hell. We all feel like imposters a lot of the time, don't yeah. we? Like I feel that all the time, as like I do not deserve to be here. Everyone else is more talented than me, and any success I've had has been either accident or people conspiring against me to give me success so that later on they can they take, can it, take away it away and make me feel stupid. Yeah. Right? Imagine how Trump must feel if yeah. indeed he does feel. Well, that's yeah. That is if that, indeed that is you do question. imagine. Yeah, um, but does that thinking does that like does that almost make you be able to sympathize with him? Like, because I mean, he's a pretty despicable character. Yeah. Does like there was a moment just then when you were talking about that where I did feel like what if he? Because I think we all feel that he didn't. He doesn't want this really. He doesn't really want this. It's just kind of to feed his ego, but in the end, he's kind of just doing it. But yeah. But what if, like, he does want it, and he can't enjoy it, and now he can't really enjoy it because he fears that it's not legitimate. And maybe, like, what if, what if this news that Russia, uh, that Russia interfered, mm. was hugely disappointing to him because he thought this was hugely validating sure. that he was sure he thought he'd, he'd he'd won, he thought he'd got a you know. A certificate from school because he earned it, and then he found out it was just because his parents donated money to the library. Yeah, which, which probably is probably also the thing, thing that, that also <laughs> happened to Trump. Yeah. That's probably been happening his entire life. Oh. None of his achievements have been legitimate. Oh wow! Right, like yeah. So because because he's had money the whole way, he's never earned anything. Oh no wonder he's broken. Yeah. Uh, so that's why he has to play up that he's got achievements all the time. Totally, because... guys. I think we've cracked it good on us. We've well, cracked. A real, real oh, we've bit cracked of Trump. Psychology is done by these uh, armchair 
Psychologists. Psychologists. <sighs> oh, my chair doesn't even have arms. Uh, is there a sketch? <laughs> is there a sketch in that? <laughs> um, <laughs> is there a sketch in a in a person like that? Like it's it's like it's basically a, a person who is like Trump, like so despicable in yes in the thing, and then you make the audience hate him for sure. for three to five minutes, right? Okay, and then and they're still watching. And they're still watching. Great. Yeah. Because um, you make because, them hate him in a fun way. Because, <laughs> yeah. And because you put humor in there, maybe at his expense. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe, like, yeah, m- like maybe you see the people around him, you know, kind of are like, what the fuck is this guy? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? uh, and then, <laughs> at the end, you just, you you just put something in to, like, make him feel seem human Make him seem really sad inside, and and then you end it there. Alistair, congratulations! You've just written the movie Citizen Kane. Oh right, one of the greatest films of all time. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no, no. I mean, well, this is a great achievement. I Alistair. mean, like, yeah. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen Citizen Kane, so apart from like, I, I guess, haven't either. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. From the synopsis that you read, <laughs> Wikipedia, yes. Yeah, but also from the infinite number of cultural allusions that have been made to yeah. it. Yeah. I assume those people have seen it, but maybe not. Maybe so, no one has. Could we do that, Citizen Kane? Yep. In a three-minute sketch, or three to five-minute sketch. Yeah, I think we could. I think. I think. I'm. I'm wondering exactly what kind of humor it would be, but I like the idea of making this utterly despicable person, and then you see them go home, and you see the sadness that is in them, and how they can't even look at themselves in the mirror. Mm. You know, they're. But, but is this? comedy honestly. yeah i well i know well, that's the question is like because sometimes i wonder whether like if you're if you're in a show if you're watching a show where it is everything is kind of a sketch punchline sketch punchline mm-hmm. things like that and then you do one that that deliberately takes away a punchline mm-hmm. and just it's the absence of a punchline that in my mind that is kind of the like so that's often what makes me laugh is when something is so bleak and and sad that that's i i have a i would say almost a, a more real laugh so what we're picturing here is like um it's like in Back to the Future, right, when Biff gets covered in manure, right? <laughs> so we we hate Biff, we hate Biff, we hate Biff, and then Biff gets covered in manure and he says, Manure in a really disappointed way, right? But what if instead of manure yeah. that was self loathing? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, can we just write Back to the Future and Citizen Kane <laughs> together like that? I almost think maybe maybe this isn't worth writing down. Well, Back to the Future, uh, Citizen Kane would have been very interesting if there was time travel, because uh, he could have gone back to the sled, yeah, and maybe or someone who'd watched the entire film could have come back to the beginning and just told us it was the sled. That's true. Yeah, that would, that would have been good, or or somebody who was watching the movie. Mm. Could have if it was not just a time machine, mm. but also a machine that allowed you to tra- travel travel within fictional yes. things. Oh, this is very uh, good. Somebody who which just... science, by the way, hasn't proven to be impossible. No, they haven't. No, that's right. Because that's what science does, right? It proves things to be possible yes. rather than just tries to disprove things. Um, this is something I learned just recently. I was like, oh yeah, that's what it's all trying to do. Science is just trying to disprove things. I guess. Yeah, that's. That's the difference between pseudoscience and science is that science is just trying to, once you've got 
a claim. Right. Science's purpose is just to try to disprove it. I never thought about that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I hope that's true. Well, I mean, I maybe maybe you should start reading a little bit more Popper, Andy, or watching short six-minute videos that explain this from PBS in America. You know what? I bloody should. Yeah. Anyway. What about a movie? A mm-hmm. time travel movie, mm-hmm. right? Where there's no time travel in the movie, but the movie is made as though the filmmakers had access to time travel. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So what we're saying is, at some point in the future, time travel has been invented. How does that affect the process of making a film? <laughs> that is really uh, interesting. Uh, so it's kind of like Boyhood. Yes. But done over a whole But they have a time machine. Of yeah. <laughs> it's done for real. Yeah. They just sort of jump around. It's, it's, it's non-linear filmmaking, but in real life. Right, they still make a linear film. Yeah, but they make it non-linearly. <laughs> <laughs> and is it still actors, or is it actual like? Do you have to get people from each generation of this f- family line to agree <laughs> to, to be to, to play the same person to play the same person throughout? I don't know. They. Wait. <laughs> What what's an example of that, like a thing like that where that has worked and exists in real life? I have no idea what like, we're even talking okay. about anymore. So like, so it's a film that is made without a thing in it, but the, it's a thing that the well, I guess all films are made <laughs> with cameras <laughs> and, and dollies and, and lighting technicians, but they don't necessarily feature those things. <laughs> Okay, so it's like that. So it's like the yeah. Okay, I, I, I guess like you know. <laughs> okay, how about this? Right? Yeah, it's a film, right? But where the cameras are pointed outwards right? <laughs> at the at the crew and the directors, but the sound it's is all the of the actors acting. acting. So maybe the actors have like GoPros on their heads. Right? No, 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 no. It's just a camera that you would normally shoot at an actor. <laughs> but they're turning and they're holding it, it backwards. Everyone's holding it backwards. <laughs> right. So it's like a behind the scenes film. <laughs> but what what you're what you're listening to, what you're actually paying attention it's to, behind it's the what's scenes. behind the scenes, which is what's in front of the scenes normally. Okay, that's that's that could be something. I mean, is that a avant- is like is that a form of avant-garde theater? <laughs> I don't know if it's theater. Might be filmmaking. I mean, making. oh, filmmaking. Sorry, avant-garde filmmaking. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. I just think you know, like there's 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 got to be places where they haven't gone yet, and I think sometimes you don't make something because it's a great idea. Yeah. You just make it an, uh, something because it's an idea that hasn't been done yet. Right. It's an idea. It's an idea. <laughs> You know, and and then it's it's you let the critics decide whether or not it worked. Yeah, I, I look. I think there's something something wonderful about this a fil- film set in which all the cameras are turned around the other way. I mean, could it be like in the end? Is this a sketch? Because what is this a sketch about? Uh, is this a sketch about somebody who is doing this, who's just trying to be avant garde? Yeah, I think so. I think um, that's what it is because. You would obviously have to then show this process from the outside, right? You yeah. 
unless you did just have it. Yeah. And you did just see the director and the the camera person <laughs> staring really close at the lens trying to focus on their own eye. <laughs> I don't know. I think um, I think I think there's also something about filmmaking with time travel. I think there is a a behind the se- a behind the scenes documentary about the first film that has been made using time travel. Like you know, like when the invent you know Citizen Kane was apparently the first film that you know had moving cameras or something like that. Yeah. You know? Or um. You know, the first movie that was shot in color. Or the you first know, I movie came up with the with idea sound. for Citizen Kane. Really? Yeah. I mean, independently, just a few moments ago. Um, yeah. So, could it so, be... So, it's it, the first film to be made once we have time travel. Okay? Could and just... I mean, you know, just to force my idea. Could yep. it be... Could that be an idea of this guy who's trying to make avant-garde cinema? Is that... This is one of his ideas that he's trying to make happen. Like, that... He's like, I want to be the first movie that uses time travel in the filmmaking process. Yes, but there is no f- time travel in the movie. Yeah, it's not a time I, travel. I, I think I think that's good. Like you don't. Yeah, and he's like, well, you know, you and make he's it. hired scientists, and he's got people who's got a functioning model of a time of machine. a time machine, and yeah. he does it, and it just kind of looks like a normal movie. <laughs> that's you know, time passes over yeah. time or whatever, yeah. but but. It's about the craft. This guy only cares about the craft. And he's able to make the passage of time actually look more realistic than it does yeah, on film. You of course. Know, it's, it's a hyper-realism kind of thing. So he's just, he's just trying to make a, a hyper-real mumblecore film. Yeah, yeah. But he mm. happens to have... On a minuscule budget. Mm. If you don't count the time machine. The cost of the time machine. Yeah. <laughs> the um, film cost almost nothing to make. Where I really wasted the money was in bending the laws of time and space. <laughs> but somehow he still manages to run over time on the production. <laughs> Despite the fact. That's great. He, he, it comes in two years after time. Yeah. Or he makes it instantaneously because he films it and then... We've, we, we've just gone into the editing suite. Um, but fortunately, as on the way into the editing suite, um, I came out of the time machine from the future with the fully edited film. <laughs> and so that really helped a lot with the editing process. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so there's a lot of dead air. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the dead air. I was picturing no. it. I was yeah, picturing yeah, yeah. a man Me too. coming out. Me too. I was... He looked a lot like you, Alistair. Really? Yeah, yeah. Do I appear in your dreams very much? I don't know if you've ever appeared in one of my dreams. Is that offensive? Do you mind? Not at all. No. Um, I'm very rarely people from my life appear in my dreams. It's yeah. usually sort of stock characters. Yeah. You know? People who appear I, in I stock I, photos. I think I can't afford the rights <laughs> yeah. to, to any real people. And so I have to sort of make these mock things. I, I don't have any actual mm. music in my dreams. I all have, just have sound, sound-alike music. I... Used to have a, a a a girl. I mean, this was when I was a a boy, you know, a teenage boy. And things like. I used to have a girl who kind of was a bit like somebody that I grew up with, right? But she would be, she would have this kind of golden hair, but. She
but she would wear a black wig over it. And then later on, I would discover she's the woman with the golden hair. This happened more than once in yeah, a dream? Yeah. Like a recurring... I, I kind of go to a lot of recurring locations. and I'm, Either that or I often go, I'm in a dream going, I've been here before. Like that. Like I yeah, know right. I've been there before. Deja vu. But maybe that's just part of the feelings. Why can't... Some of the feelings are probably also like just fed to you by the dream rather than... Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Hmm. I, I have... Dreams where uh, people apparently find it boring to hear about dreams, but like, we're talking in abstract terms. Abstract, specific, obviously, that's yeah, very abstract interesting. dreams are fascinating. Yeah, but I have a lot of dreams where I dream. There's a whole lot of context to everything. Like I feel like everything has a big emotional weight because I know stuff has happened in the past yeah. and that sort of thing. Mm. So like all the the history of things is sort of comes with them. Yeah. But if I try and analyze that and like pin any of it down, I don't remember any of that stuff. It's just I feel like this has huge importance because of something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder how you could have that in a sketch. <laughs> oh man. Dr- I had- dream sketch. That's the that's that's the that's the that's future. I, I, I used to have a lot of recurring dreams about textures. What, yeah, what re- textures? Like in I particular? would just dream I was surrounded by like a real, like specific, like gritty texture or kind of like a cold um, kind of sticky texture or something like that. I remember once. Guess I just didn't wash my sheets that much. Yeah, maybe. But and he went to the beach a lot. Um, uh, but then, yeah, I remember once eating these kind of having to eat numerous like bar of soap textured things, just endless amounts of it, <laughs> like that. Sure, sketching that. Um. Oh, mate! Imagine a world. Yes. Where you eat bars of soap right. and you wash your hands with, with plates food. of food. Gra- gra- uh, celery. No, not celery. Like a, like a spa- bowl of spag bowl. Spag a, bowl. Like a sort of an enchilada or something like that. It's amazing that like all these things that have flavors that we just take for granted, mm. right? Like pe- toothpaste tastes like peppermint. That's just something someone decided once. Yeah. Someone was like, toothpaste's going to taste like... Peppermint. That could have been anything. Yeah, maybe they, that they, could have been bolognese. It could, yeah, it could have been bolognese. Could have been uh, enchiladas. Could have been enchiladas. Could have been solo. Yeah. Um, and solo could have also tasted like bolognese. That was just a decision someone made. That, that's true. Yeah. Solo didn't have to be lemon. Bolognese could have tasted like red curry. <laughs> Just some Italian down the road. Some bloke just decided. Yeah, decided. Some guy said, t- "This is what everybody's gonna have forever." Yeah, oh. and we just accept it like a pack of mugs. We're a bloody sheep. Sheep. Sheep didn't have to taste like sheep. <laughs> no, they had to. They did actually. Yeah. That's all. That's one of that's the. Pretty one much, of the that's things. a chemical process. Yeah. And, I mean, unless there was like a sheep that decided that they were going to kind of like. Do you think early on, like a sheep decided the kind of landscape that they were going to live on? Yeah. In a way. And so that was, you know, by by what they ate and by their chemical structure. But I think what they ate kind of decided what their flesh ended up tasting like. It's a real interesting uh, chicken and egg scenario, but with the like Gra- sheep, grass and, and sheep, grass and sheep, and their um, chemical makeup thereof. Yeah, yeah. What about what about someone who's like, you know, what we do? This is crazy. We brush, we we, we eat our dinner. Mm. We'll eat a a bolognese, and that tastes like bolognese. But then we'll go and brush our teeth with mint. And so we, we, we wind up with the flavour of mint, all right? Why don't we just make bolognese mint-flavoured? We've simplified the whole process. What, what if all food was just minty? What if, 
then we'd always be minty fresh. We'd always be minty fresh, you know. Instead of garlic bread, mint bread. Mint bread. Uh, you know, instead of... Um, uh, Tic Tacs. <laughs> toothpaste. Instead of orange-flavoured Tic Tacs, mint-flavoured Tic Tacs. <laughs> but could it be that he's a guy... Like, you know, it's sort of like a person who's... You know, like people who try to call bullshit on, like, this, you know, uh, what the government, like, you guys are sheep, you know, what the government, yeah. you know, like, tells you and what the me- ma- yeah. mainstream media. But it's, like, about the mint flavor in toothpaste and why not just, why not? They just, could have that in everything. Yeah. Like, why are we bothering? Why, Like, if you really wanted to taste toothpaste, uh, if you really wanted to taste bolognese, why not just get bolognese flavored toothpaste yeah. and just brush your teeth? The all these flavours of food, we don't have to have all those flavours of food. Those are just put there by the people who make toothpaste so that they don't realise that you could just have mint-flavoured bolognese. They, make, they do it to sell you toothpaste. So you have to buy an extra thing. You have to buy more toothpaste. You have to buy toothbrushes so that you can have a minty flavour in your mouth. But if the stuff was just flavoured like mint in the first place, mm-hmm. you would save so much money. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, of- it's like how the... Um, the pharmaceutical companies, they don't want to cure any diseases. They just want to treat them to keep you on the drugs. It's like that with toothpaste, right? Yeah. They don't want to cure fre- yeah. sticky breath. They just want to treat it. Yeah. But if all the food tasted like mint... It's dentists that tell you, or they tell you that you don't eat sweets, but they still tell you to eat food. Yeah. Yeah, but what food gets stuck in your teeth, which causes bacteria, which means that you've got to brush your teeth. But if you don't, br- if you don't eat food, you don't have to brush your teeth. You don't, you don't have to... Um, no, I've lost it. Yeah. No, was it uh, the mint flavored face mouth? All right. Do you think this is? I think this is. I think this is a guy. I think there's something in this. Yeah. That's it. the The toothpaste companies they don't put any money into making food that tastes like mint, do they? Right. They don't put any. There's no research and development being done into making a pizza a mint flavored pizza. That's because they don't want you to have fresh breath. They want you to buy toothpaste. Yeah. And they control that. They've got everyone hooked. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely, Andy. All right, these people who don't... It's the same with people who think you don't need shampoo, right? Who thinks that? People. They say you don't need shampoo. If you don't wash your hair, your hair reaches a natural pH balance that's very healthy. Yeah, right. And it it keeps itself clean. Yeah, right. But kind of greasy. Yeah, correct. But kind of a bit gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just, you you really, like, for those people, they really do have to redefine clean. Yeah. To mean a bit greasy and kind of gross. Yeah. And I think that that's also, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I think we're, look, we've got seven Mate. and we've and we've gone maybe even long. Long. So, uh, we've got number one, concerned with what's in food, but instead... Just having hemlock. So this is a person. Sorry, I mean that, that wasn't very written down very well. But this is a uh, this is for people who are concerned about what's in food, uh, all the different chemicals that you don't know what they are don't and things like are. that. Well, why not get rid of all that? It's this one chemical that, that, that you do know what it is. You do know what it is, and it's replacing all the preservatives. And you do know what it does, and it's hemlock, right? And the same thing with the cleaning products. You know, get eliminate all those those nasty chemicals. <laughs> Replace them with one. with one chemical because you don't know what all those chemicals can do to you. Yeah. You know what hemlock's going to do. And then, we've got, and then we've got the statusometer, which is, uh, you know... These first two are very weird, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're weird, but that's cool. Anyway, you know the statusometer. Yeah, angle of your body is angle of your body. success in life. Yeah. Um, then we've got the rich king who's so rich that his, even his servants are obese. 
Yeah. Well, that's a because that's a sign of wealth. <laughs> do you think that people who walk along leaning slightly backwards do look more successful than people who lean slightly forwards? It's strutting. Str- it's it's the strut. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's that's a open and shut case on a strut. Yeah. Open and strut. Um. This is trust exercises from a guy with trust issues. Don't fall backwards. Nobody would do that. Don't, don't blindly trust strangers. Those people could be distracted. Yeah. In, Those people could have it in for you. Look, I'm inclined to say don't fall at all. <laughs> do your best not to fall. It doesn't really help anybody. Yeah. You know, but but if you have to, yeah. forwards. And onto a mat. Have a mat down. Yeah. Good. Don't do it if you don't have arms. Guy, guy who thinks it's a good idea uh, when he needs money to just go out and find money. That that's yeah, his way right. of getting money. And then he descends into crime. He thinks that that's a good way of of finding of getting money. He's uh, uses the, the boop 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 thing on yeah. the beach, and uh, and then obviously his life descends into complete chaos. Cause yeah, but I think he treats it all as exactly the same. From his yeah. point of view, it's all just finding money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just. He's just finding ways of making it an accident, making it convincing himself that it's an accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he de- he's, he is definitely delusional. Write that down. He's delusional. He's delusional because Look. people might not realise. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, then we got uh, a guy who's a, who who just wants to be an avant-garde filmmaker. How do you feel about having your name at the end of a lot of adjectives like delusional? Does that feel good? Because I don't have that really with anything except for Randy. Delusion Andy, Delusion Andy. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess yeah. it, it it must feel nice that people are saying your name a lot. Yeah, all to say other people words. are saying delusion all, all. So unless they call me Allister oh, or sure. all, it doesn't feel like they're talking to me. But if they start saying delusional, delusional, yeah, then I mean, I guess I'm. I feel nice that they're thinking of me. <laughs> there you go. You know, if people are bothering to change the, the pronunciation, pronunciation of words, would just to say your name more. Yeah. It's very nice. Uh, this is an avant- a guy. A guy wants to be an avant-garde filmmaker, and so he's not so much coming up with good ideas, but just coming up with ideas that haven't been done yet, uh, such as uh, you know filming using the cameras backwards, but still you know uh, trying to pick up what's going on yeah. in front of him. Yeah, uh, and then also being the first person to use a time machine in the filmmaking process, but yeah. not uh, you know a show it machine. on screen. Yeah, not on screen. Uh, and then and then it's a guy who's Calling bullshit on mint flavor and toothpaste that that's just a guy who decided that and that uh, you know the, this whole food thing that's yeah. like you could be having mint flavored anything uh, but the but the the toothpaste they, people they tell you you can only get it in the toothpaste and of course in mints yeah and you know gum it's all it's all de- it's all dental hygiene <laughs> yeah the whole dental hygiene industry big mouth they've they've got mint they've got mint sewn up. They think they've yeah. got yeah. They're controlling the, the, the flow of mint. Flavor. They they probably they're probably the ones who are killing the mint that you keep at your own house that you can never keep alive. Man, mine is growing so well it's crazy. It's one of the yeah. easiest things to grow in the world. It's basil, that's the difficult thing. No mate. Basil's hard. No mate. You're what thinking, about you're this? thinking of rosemary that's easy. Well, my mother. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Andy. Jesus Christ. Sorry. What what about what about um uh, this Alistair, yes. right? Something about Randy, yeah. right? The word Randy, the puppet. No, no, just the word Randy. Okay, the word Randy. The, the, the adjective Randy. Yeah. Uh, and Randrew. It's 
<laughs> like, I almost want it to be like, please, Randy was my father. Well, my father was Randy. Call me Randrew. Sort of like, like a guy who's called Randy rather than the adjective Randy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Look, no, no, no. I think it's still the adjective Rand- Randy. I'm going to write like down... But like more, a more formal version of being Randy is being Randrew. Yeah. Like, your parents would call you Randrew. My friends call me Randy. When you're horny, your yeah. parents would <laughs> refer to you being Randrew. Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's the joke. Yeah. Okay. Look, I'm going to write... <laughs> when... Yeah. When 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 you're horny, your I mean, parents. When call I'm you, Randy. When I'm Randy, yeah. I'm you know when I'm horny, I'm Randy. But when my parents see me when I'm horny, Randy, I'm Randrew. Randrew to them. Randrew Matthews. No one's called me Randrew in fifty <laughs> years. If you're calling me Randrew, I must be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's something. Look, it's more of a joke. It's more of a joke. It's a little garnish, a little minty garnish. Yeah, a little minty garnish. Come to my shop and buy a big dog. Go to the dog and take him to your house. Hey, there, there's your bed. Sit down there and have a sleep. Dogs, 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 dogs. Dogs don't mind coming to your house. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of songs that I sing with my wife, Carly. That was actually part of the song. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, like, rate, subscribe. Yep. We're going to get an Please. Instagram soon. Yeah. Uh, go on there. Go on the Facebook. Like that one. Go on the Twitter. Two and Tank. Uh, and, you know, rate on the thing. Thank you very much. We, we love, love you. you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.